0: productivity productivity gladiator I'm Brian Nelson Palmer. On this show, I talk about life balance and practical productivity. It's about leveling you up as a whole, not just for work or just for home. And in this episode, I want to dig into commission sales, life balance, mistakes, and best practices. This is on the show with me today, I have April Myers, who is a realtor and vice president for Arla at Properties. So nice. April, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian.
0: Talk about, and now we're going to talk about commission sales. Talk right. about your background with commission sales sure. and how you're relevant to this topic today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've actually been in the real estate industry since college. Uh, I took a wow. little bit of a stint uh, break when I came out to DC and Use my actual communications degree for an internship, but um, <laughs> basically since two thousand and five, I have been in the real estate industry, serving either as a, a realtor or be um, in a leadership role, uh, managing agents at at a broach. So um, wow. so I've yes, yes, I so lo- quite a I long love time. The- I'm gonna age myself, but. Um, I think I graduated from college 16 years. Ago. Oh, Quite a you're time. putting it on the
0: record. You're brave. You're brave. I'm not going to admit it with us here. That's okay. <laughs> what? No. And I do love that. It's funny that you said that because I think most people who work in commission probably didn't go to college thinking, "Ooh, I want to work on commission."
1: Yeah, like that's yeah. probably Real didn't happen. Been in my blood so um since I was a teenager. So
0: yeah. yeah. So. And uh, so we said Arla at Properties. Yes. Can you, where does, what, what does that stand for something? Where, what Where does so, the name come from?
1: <laughs> yeah. So we actually jumped on the uh, DC acronym bandwagon. Um, when uh, Jason Sherman, who started Arla, uh, started the brokerage, he started it as a real living at home franchise. So Arla uh. stands for real living at home. And then at Properties is our parent company. Um, we are an affiliate Of theirs, there are ginormous brokerage outside of or in Chicago. So,
0: oh, cool! All right, real living at home. Arla, got it. Yeah. And what makes Arla different? I mean, you could have joined. You've been in this game for a while. You could have joined any brokerage or any real estate company. What made you join Arla?
1: Absolutely, the glory of. You know, being in real estate is that there are so many different types of companies, but I've somewhat divided them into two different categories. You have a limited service brokerage and a full service brokerage. So agents can go either way. You know, it's a very entrepreneurial business. Um, But I selected Arla because of the services and support that they have, and they offer the agents. And so it's somewhat of a boutique.
0: Nice, like like what you said. They. Offer in the background, that's an appeal. What yeah, do you mean? So Essentially,
1: instead of me having to hire out like a graphic designer or a marketing person to manage uh, some of the uh, pieces in the video and, you know, the, the everything that comes along with uh, being it, it, the sexy side of real estate, the uh, company um, does that pairing down for me. So they've already vetted the best vendors or hired the best. Designers, um, and they have them here on staff. Um, so I don't have to go out and figure out who to hire for which project. So it really takes a Got lot of overwhelm of my plate. So.
0: And that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today, because if we're talking Absolutely. about commission sales, the more time mm-hmm. you spend on that other stuff is less time you spend selling. So that would exactly. be a thing. Yeah,
1: we're going to cool. get into that. Aren't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I will say for for me, I started my career in commission sales. Mine was actually at a furniture store. Uh, yeah. City furniture down in South Florida was my home for the first five years of my career. And so I the w- when I'm I think so in our discussion today, I'm going to be coming at it from a person working in a furniture store because that's my sort of background as I look at Mm -hmm. commission sales and life balance stuff. And you'll be coming at it from the realtor perspective. So I like this little dynamic we're going to have on a little different look at the same idea, which is you're working based on commission. And I'm assuming folks listening know when I say work on commission, what that means is you make a percentage of whatever business you close. So it's not a salary. This is, Mm -mm. you know, if you whatever the deal is, if you make that deal, like if I Mm -hmm. sell a I get a percentage of the money of that sofa sale or Mm -hmm. in real estate. You're probably familiar with this, but in real estate, you know, if you sell a home, you get a certain percentage of the sale price of that home. So that's what we mean by commission is that you're you are responsible for whatever your paycheck is, is based on your performance. Mm -hmm. So so then, April, let's kind of jump in today. What I wanted to talk about first is uh, so I. This These shows are always from the employee's perspective. And then I do want to touch on from the manager's perspective or frontline supervisor that supervises a team of people that work on commission. So let's start for the employees or the people who work on commission. Let's talk about mistakes and then best practices. What are the mistakes that you have made or have seen made when it comes to life balance and commission sales?
1: So some common mistakes that I've seen um, over the years. I mean, I hate criticizing people because I really don't think that there's ever one right way to do something. However, I do think that there's some commonalities right after coming across hundreds of agents um, in my career uh, that I I do feel like sometimes uh, people let their ego get in the way. They want to they feel like that they are want to do it their way and nobody else can do it better. Um, So I think. Sometimes that can be one of the uh, biggest obstacles. Um, I, you know, they're entrepreneurs for a reason. Uh, this is a very entrepreneurial business. Any sort of commission based sales is because you have to have that drive in you. Um, so it somewhat attracts this like driver personality. So you see that a lot. Uh, yeah. What it, I, I so. I have some others that I had written down based on. Oh, let's you know, go back and forth. Questions. We we yeah, can go one sure, for one. No, That's I cool. I like, like that. You. Don't yes. let your ego
0: get in the way. I think getting like what is the, it's that phrase that that I always it's like a mantra I love to live by, which is perfection gets in the way of done. And mm-hmm. I feel like in sales that often is a is like it doesn't have to be perfect, but get it done. I, I can see that mm-hmm. being the thing. That's good.
1: Absolutely. I like you
0: know one of the things I heard is that when it comes to life balance, I've heard some people say, you know, they absolutely love the team that they work on. And so the the phrase that I've heard several times is love the team. If you love the team, it doesn't feel like work. And the thing for me that I struggle with is if that, while that's really true and I don't wish a bad, I hope everyone loves the team that they work on. That's why people stick with jobs. That's why people Mm -hmm. leave their jobs if they don't. So it makes perfect sense to say that. However, I also think if... Your team becomes your family and all you do is work. That doesn't lead to the life balance that I think many people want. Inevitably, they'll get the, they'll hit the burnout stage where Mm -hmm. it, the work is family is all together. And then there's Mm -hmm. one bad day at work and your whole life feels like it came off the wheels because, or off the rails, not the
1: wheels, Mm -hmm. (laughs) off Mm -hmm. the rails because
0: it doesn't like that's that's all you have is this work and work family. And so I I personally don't think that's good. I don't know if mm-hmm. anybody, everybody will agree with me on that, but mm-hmm. I don't think that, I think you should love the team that you work with, mm-hmm. but you should remember that mm-hmm. it is work and it's just a part yeah. of it. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think sometimes when you are in a commission sales role, it's very easy for things to become incestual. Um, you know, like it's hard to draw a line um, because- when clients need you, you have to respond and it's really tough to, to create boundaries. So, um, so I would, I would agree with that. Maybe have some sort of space where you can, you know, have some relief from like being with everybody that, you know, you're working with would be good
0: (laughs) for sure. Yeah. What else you got? Uh,
1: so I think I've also seen a lot of mistakes in agents, you know, picking the right place to be. Um, and when I say agents, I mean real estate agents, uh, because that is basically majority of my experience. But a lot of people are afraid to change and afraid to move or afraid to uh, abandon something for maybe their next growth phase of life. And so what that does is it keeps them somewhere that may not be the best fit for them. So, you know, when you were working at a furniture store, it you obviously learned skills that were necessary for you to potentially go on to you know, a tougher or like maybe an easier sales role. Um, So, you know, nothing, I I think loyalty that leads into really like, I don't know why people feel like sometimes they need to be loyal because at the end of the day, you know, you, you got, you served them and they served you uh, for a specific purpose. Right. So if, you know, you need to move on. Um, so yeah, just making sure you're selecting the right place to be um, at, at whatever point you're at in your career and in your life. If it's not serving you in, you know, three to four out of your five areas, then maybe it's time to look elsewhere. I think getting caught in loyalty and caught up in being, you know, maybe not, not the right place is, is a common mistake too.
0: So true. I, can't, I think mm-hmm. one of the best pieces of advice that uh, I've ever gotten with the career, and it wasn't specifically tied to commission sales, but it was just mm-hmm. the only person who's looking out for your career is you. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if it's not serving you anymore, make it a change that makes perfect sense or find something that's, if you like commission, but you're not paying the bills, then maybe it's a base plus commission or Mm -hmm. a different model or Mm -hmm. a different something. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to quit Mm -hmm. your life entirely, but Mm -hmm. I like that shifting gears. That's a really, Mm -hmm. that's a really good point. I like that Mm -hmm.
1: one. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's a matter of just looking at like who you admire and where they are at. And if you want to get there, maybe you know, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's (laughs) figure out what they did along the way to get to where they are. So, right.
0: And, you know, I, I wanted to tag on one of my next thoughts was, you know, about it's about relationships sales is about relationships mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that you get caught up in is more sales more prospects we talk to more people mm-hmm. and the thing that sometimes people forget with the life balance department is yes. the relationships those relationships are client relationships and they're not necessarily your friends they might grow to mm-hmm. be your friends <laughs> in the long run but if you mm-hmm. take more and more sales calls it will start to feel lonelier and lonelier because there's actually mm-hmm. new research that came out that shows that even a single conversation with a friend, like one of your friends yeah. per day, is enough to boost your happiness. Let me read this here it is enough to boost your happiness I love that. and lower stress. So the conversation needs to be quality, though, to improve your day. So that can mean anything from deep discussions to just catching up or joking around. Mm -hmm. But the study determined that in-person interactions were better. Social media doesn't count. So what Mm -hmm. I take that to mean is if you're in sales or commissions and you're talking to customers all day, I know for some people who might be a little more introverted, you might be a little bit burned out at the end of the day. But remember Mm -hmm. that you have friendships, too. And so talking to one of your friends, even maybe even text message or something, but a direct connection with someone who knows you and you know, them is going to be really helpful for your life. Mm -hmm. And So I'm going to drop, I actually have the link to that uh, study that just came out. It was in February of 2023. So, I mean, it's really recent one, but I'll drop a link in the notes for anybody who wants to check it it. out. But I I found that was really fascinating. Just remember that, that Talking to someone who's a friend mm-hmm. is a huge benefit for life balance, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot.
1: I, yeah, I believe it. I would agree with that. I know you said I could disagree with you at any point, but <laughs> definitely agree with you.
0: <laughs> yes, April, Does everybody, you know, it's funny, man. Like on podcasts, I sometimes the hosts are just like, oh, that's great, and oh, that's great, and it's like a big love fest, and like, no, we could disagree. But yeah, that's was But, that abs- I but we're also allowed I to agree. That was
1: actually, it wasn't crazy. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends from home a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, after that conversation, I actually texted her the next morning, and I was like, "You have no idea, like how good that conversation was for my soul," you know. And I, I think it, you know, so absolutely, I, there's proof in the pudding. So.
0: That's amazing. Yes, <laughs> I love it, April. What, what else you got? Any other mistakes that you've seen?
1: I mean, I see mistakes all the time, uh, but those are the, you know, the two main ones. I should have probably had three. Um, oh, you're you know, allowed
0: to have however many. I've got, <laughs> I got one more that I'll share though. I
1: think I actually, if before, yeah. I do, um, Hit me. sometimes losing sight of what the goal is and what the end okay. goal is and falling out of love the reason that you. Decided to do something anyway. Like you just said, you know, being in commission based sales, being in you know this, it's it's about relationships. And I've seen a lot of people in this business get very money hungry, and you know, life at some point will catch up with you. At that point, you you're starting to see it a lot, especially with a a lot of the antitrust issues that are going on in the real estate industry, Um, and. You know, you have to truly love relationships and love working with people and love serving your clients and keeping your eye on that prize every day, um, like making a difference, you know, in people's yeah. lives, I think is something that I've, I've definitely seen. Um, you can just see it and you can, you can see it reflected in their sales when, when there isn't a passion there anymore for the doing the right thing.
0: Gosh, so true. At the, at the end of my furniture career, I was starting to look at, okay, what's my next move going to be? I Mm -hmm. was thinking about making a a change and headed up to the government and that kind of thing. And at the end there, my performance at work definitely waned as well. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. longer you try to keep it going, because it's what you've done, the more people will eventually start to notice. And it'll just like, generally people don't at the end of their careers is not when they're, when they're starting to get burned out is not mm-hmm. the months where they break the records generally, mm-hmm. unless it's a
1: fluke, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it, it mm-hmm. comes through in your work. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, the absolutely.
0: other, the, the one other thought of the mistake that I, I saw made there, there was one moment that happened in my career, which I'll never forget. It was my first month there I'm at the store and I was not going to hit my sales goal that first month. And so my manager's words to me were, well, you're a little bit short. So are you going to come in on your days off and hit that goal? And it was that Mm -hmm. perception that like, okay, well, you have to, now I have to choose. Well, do I want to have days off or because I'm not going to hit this goal, am I going to give all Mm -hmm. of my time off up so that I can work more? And that's that, that thinking that happens with commission. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh gosh, well, the more I work, the more money I make. And then you just get in that that you spin up and all you do is work all the time and that's not no, healthy. So
1: it's not thing- but at the same time I think in the beginning of people's careers especially in commission based sales you have to somewhat work harder and then that you will three years from then or two years from then or even a year from then. Um yeah. you got to kind of put in the work in the beginning and know that the seeds that you're planting will hopefully grow, you know, and be, cult- be able to be cultivated, you know. For Iowa. I- Um, um, that will be able to, you know, like you'll, you'll reap the benefit of the reward. But I I do see that too, where agents will come in and they'll see, you know, the real estate industry obviously does not have an image problem. I mean, million dollar listing, all of those things, and that they think they're going to walk into this sort of lifestyle. And it's, it's a bunch of little actions that combine into, you know, a, a finally a closed deal. And then, you know, and then you have, you just, you may not, it may not look like it does on TV and it, it certainly isn't. And so um, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes too, is that people don't really understand in the beginning, you're going to have to bust your butt um, mm-hmm. to, to get there. So yeah, you can't really think about OK, it is. Yeah, you do have you to go in on your day off if you care, you know, <laughs> and,
0: I, and I wanted to share best practices. And I one of the mm-hmm. things that comes to mind as you're talking here is like, you know, and actually this kind of feeds into what I just said, which is so working more doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. working better, right? It's right. the work smarter, not harder. Thing. Right. And so the the metaphor that I have, and I think this definitely applied to my sales career was certainly the the education and developing yourself is important. And that kind of Mm -hmm. feeds into what you're talking about, which is Mm -hmm. work harder in the beginning, work harder, but also anytime you start a new job, Mm -hmm. you're going to need to evolve. So my metaphor for this is look, LeBron James didn't become, you know, one of the best basketball players and people might be disagreeing with me. Some of you might not listen to basketball or listen or watch (laughs) basketball. and That's fine. But LeBron James is one of the all-star, you know, considered one of the Mm -hmm. best NBA players Mm -hmm. of all times. Basically to me, if you got a space jam movie, then that puts you up there, right? LeBron and Michael Jordan are those two guys. (laughs) So, But you don't get to that level because you just played a lot of basketballs, right? Mm -hmm. There's education, there's coaching, there's training, Mm -hmm. there's practice, practice, Mm -hmm. practice. And so one of the things that I think people get hung up on is working more doesn't necessarily mean working better or working smarter. And so you have to work on yourself. Like what is your Practice. You know, you go to the gym Mm -hmm. to work out and get stronger. Well, do you go to the gym for your career? What do you do for, like, to make you a better salesperson? Mm -hmm. Because just working more doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be more and more successful. And so remember that.
1: that. Right. Exactly. I think that also comes with experience and maturity and confidence. That is nothing anybody can give you, but that is something that develops over time. I mean, I look at, you know, when I met you and when we decided to create that networking group in Crystal City, which was such a good idea. I mean, I will tell tell you I'm still closing business off of that networking group years and years later it's so amazing it works um but you know if I knew now I knew then what I knew now um you know you, you can't like turn back you can't take back experience and what it gives you um yeah. so you know when when we met each other um there's definitely certain things that I should have been doing had I been coachable had I been trainable had I been mature enough to know that maybe other people know better than me. Um, so you got to be open to also, you know, knowing that you're not going to know everything right.
0: for sure. ah, So true. And it's it's a learning, right? You continue to evolve. There's that whole thing about what is it? It's 10,000 hours, I think, or something Mm -hmm. is the number of hours before you become really good at something or whatever. (laughs) There's a, there's an uplift with everything, but remember a lot of that is education and training and practice. Mm -hmm. Like, do you actually practice your craft? And that's a, that's a thing. I I was at the fair the other day and I walked by, I don't know if this has happened to any of you, but I I walked by uh, T-Mobile had a display and they were selling um, the home internet for T-Mobile. They've got like 5G home internet you can get now. And they just give you a modem, take it home. And it's like a cell phone sitting in your house that becomes your modem for all your stuff. Like, so this is their 5G home internet and they're selling it. And this guy, I credit to him because when you work at a yeah. fair, his commission or his performance is based on the business he closes at the fair. So mm-hmm. he only gets paid if you sign up for T-Mobile there at the fair and mm-hmm. nobody goes to the fair thinking I'm going to shop for home internet. That's going to, so, so this guy, I, you know, it's funny because after all of the practice and everything I was able to, the people that I was with were taking him at his word and, Oh, you know, he's, he was creating a sense of urgency by, Oh, you know, there's not going to be, that, well, if you don't do it today, there's going to be a sign up fee mm-hmm. later and and I was just laughing because in my head I'm like, oh hey, he created a sense of urgency. that was a test close. that was a close that was a but it only comes mm-hmm. with that practice of going through the exercise of the sales. So you can really pick these things out and and know that that's a what what's happening there. So it was also fun because I mean I I shot him down. I didn't sign up for Team Five G yeah. at the Dang. fair, but I fell for the man <laughs> on like boy, it was an aggressive sale. It was very aggressive because he if you didn't buy then. He was also never going to see you again. Yeah. So he wasn't worried about the relationship Ch- Exactly. With
1: you either. <laughs> Changing people's minds, you know, um, in um, part of my, you know, management role in real estate was helping recruit agents to a brokerage. So I'd have to call them on a day, any given day, Most likely it wouldn't be the day they were mad at their current company. It would be a day that they're happy with them. But I'd have to, over a period of time, change their mind to even want to potentially come and meet with. So that is the most difficult thing to do. When you're working in a furniture store and people are walking in to buy a couch, they're probably going to buy a couch. Most likely from you or the next furniture store. They're walking into an open house, my open house, most likely they will buy a home. They've already made the decision, right? To buy. So, That, that, those commission based roles where you have to convince people to do something that they didn't walk in knowing that they would even do are the most difficult. So, props to that dude at the fair.
0: (laughs) Props to that guy at the fair for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers to that. (laughs) Oh, so, uh, any other like best practices or hacks or things that you've thought you've got for, you know, in this for the, Uh, the person
1: working in commission? I mean, um, <clears throat> if we're off the mistake, you know, train. I think the biggest thing um, is to really know your own strengths and to know yourself. Um, come to the realization where, you know, I I do have a marketing background. I do know what I think I want to see looks good, but I also know that it's not the highest and best use of my time to be you know, moving graphics around or images of a home on a on a brochure layout. Um, my right. team does that for me. And I am totally fine at this point in my life. because I have a child, I have a life, um, people that need my attention outside of my clients that I realize I'm going to do my job at 150%. Hopefully the people that Arla is employing are going to do their job at 150% and their love is graphic. So I'm going to let them do what they love because they're better at it than me. And therefore I have that time, you know, and that, that, you know, on the table for me. So just knowing your personality and your tendencies and where you could potentially give some things away and give some things up is, is, is I think one of the best things somebody can do who's in commission based sales or in, you know, an independent contractor role of some sort. So I've done a lot of, um, You know, I don't know if you've read any good books about it in the past, but The Road Back to You, is a great one. Um, Reading about, you know, the Enneagram and where you fall in your personality um, on the Enneagram, who you would work well with, where your strengths and your weaknesses are. Um, And Strengths Finder, I mean, that's an older book, but it's such a great book to to, um, kind of do an introspective look at like where you might be able to like give some things up or put them away that need to get done but you might not be the best at doing them or might not use your time to do them. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, I like that a lot. It, it is about your strengths and knowing your strengths. And, you know, there's only a certain number of hours of the day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I did a Ted talk on the value of your time and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like, you I only have it. a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and your time is worth something. And so think, be conscious of the way you're spending it. And that applies mm-hmm. at work and at home too. So if mm-hmm. you're, if, if you could move graphics around and get a decent thing, but yeah. there's somebody else who could do it in way less time, way yeah. better than you, yeah. then leverage that relationship or that ability right. and, and find out right. like, or find a do
1: service it. that can, they're the ones that hire the people that have the passion for it. Yes. So let them live out their passions while you live yours. And,
0: <laughs> and you know, the one other thing for, for life balance, one of the best practices that I certainly hope that, that people embrace is in, in sales. Oftentimes it becomes a little more cutthroat where, mm-hmm. like you said, you're very money motivated. Let me close this sale or in the furniture store. The, the idea was if somebody came in, and they asked for a salesperson and that salesperson wasn't there, you could simply say, well, they're not here today, but I'm Brian, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And then if I close that sale, it's mine. Mm-hmm. And so there, that's this thing where if you're not there, you might miss a prospect that comes in or something like that. And so the mm-hmm. the thing that I, I think is a, a valuable tool is I, certainly, everybody in the furniture store, the big thing was, hey man, get some money down, get a deposit on it, follow up with them. You can take a deposit over the phone, but if they come in and you're not there, then you might miss it. Or if they want you to get credit, it's possible to split a deal. And so uh, the splits mm-hmm. thing, if you partner with somebody at the showroom and you're like, hey, this is me or my partner is such mm-hmm. and such, and you have a colleague, yeah. then if you're not there, you are still getting half of that sale and it's not a complete loss and so partnering up or tag team teamwork and sales mm-hmm. while it's a, a real challenge because like if you don't then yep, that's not that's the whole commission the you're missing on money do. right yeah 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 it's but, a
1: lot of trust you know and, right yeah that can they do this i don't know what if they screw it up for me um yeah, yeah I, I have a we have i have two business partners you know in my career in my career as an agent, and. I mean, mostly they are there for like, if you're out of town, if I'm out of town, clients need things, whenever you know, it's like they know you're gone or something, yeah. um, but you got to set it up. And if, if the client and getting them what they want is really at the heart and the soul of, of that transaction, then those decisions are made easier. But yeah, it has, has definitely has to be, somebody, you know, you vibe with. So
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah. let's switch gears now and talk sure. about. So, frontline supervisors and middle managers who are overseeing commission salespeople. Yeah. What yeah. are it, the lens we're looking through is how do you maintain life balance with your folks that are w- the, with the team, the people that are on your team? What are their mistakes and best practices? What are your thoughts, April, on this one?
1: Um, as a as a manager of of realtors in the past, is that what you're kind of getting at there? Yeah. Sorry. Manager
0: okay. in the past or for people who currently are. Like, what are your thoughts on that one? Now you're supervising the commission salespeople.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I've basically only always been at boutique brokerages, brokerages that real estate brokerages that provide a level of service and the back end for agents. Right. So like it's hard to sell something you don't believe in. Um, I probably wouldn't be anywhere else that wouldn't have that. Um, when I moved to Iowa and I worked at, um, you know, a larger scale brokerage with limited service to their agents, I saw, you know, and I experienced the challenges myself that that those situations and limited service agency provide. So, um, so I've seen it all. I mean, so I think the biggest mistake would be not yet again picking the right a brokerage for your personality or your support because maybe you're worried about the split or like they take a higher cut, their transaction fee is higher. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if it's a couple hundred dollars a difference or even a thousand dollars difference over time, like if at the end of the day, you use that time to do something else to generate more business for yourself, then it was worth it, you know? Um, so I think like that's the biggest mistake I see people make is just getting stuck on these little, the, the, the little numbers that add up to the big one in the end.
0: Sure. Okay. That, and that makes, I mean, in total, it's, it's your life and the deal, not mm-hmm. just the deal. The dollar doesn't, mm-hmm. isn't the end all be all. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm.
1: sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, managing agents, it was, you know, you they'd come to you, you know, with a problem or an issue. And, you know, it's most of the time it constituted like clients or a situation that had arisen. But, um, you know, Tigers really don't change their stripes. You see the same people have the same issue over and over. So being open to growth and open to making yourself better um, is always the advice I would try. Like people, you know, share book resources yeah. or you know um, what I've done in the past and stories of what I've done. You know, uh, and so that right. that was just the best way I could try to try to help guide people. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't employees? So that's where the gray area is and the tough thing. You know, yeah. so you can't really say, I, you
0: know, I think one of the other mistakes that I've seen, too, is that they uh, there is this idea that just because you're a good salesperson means you'll be a great manager. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, our our it's a skill set. It's a learning Mm -hmm. that you have to do. Like Mm -hmm. LeBron James didn't become Mm -hmm. the best without practice and coaching. Mm -hmm. And so if you step into management, that is a completely different skill from, it's great that you can sell, you can sell all day, but now that you're in management, that is a different set of skills. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. don't, Take your same sales approach into Mm -hmm. management, learn Mm -hmm. the new skills, learn the different perspective, and really look at it, hone your craft now as a manager too, Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. you can help those people. You have the perspective of having worked on commission, so it's a really valuable to be able to really Mm -hmm. understand where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. but managing those people is going to be a different skill. So it's that what got you here won't get you there. And right. that's very, very true of being a great manager versus a great commission sales.
1: One of the things that um, I had the experience of uh, go, being able to go to, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Black Swan Group is a huge um, uh, a consulting firm for negotiation skills for agents. I had the yeah. um, pleasure of, and being invited to an event um, where they talked about um, the main points of the book called Never Split the Difference. So, Chris Voss, FBI negotiator for years, wrote this book called Never Split the Difference. Have you heard of it? I've read it.
0: Yes. I'm a huge yeah, it's a great Yes. It's a yeah, great book. Yeah. So, I've
1: been yeah. to some of their. Events and you know one of the things that um, one of the instructors went over one day was like mirroring and as a manager of people a manager also of a four year old which sometimes isn't that different <laughs> than managing full grown full grown adults yeah. um, just and I so I started to practice those skills you know that I had learned in that class I'm like well if I practice it on my toddler who's now a four almost five year old. Maybe it will help me learn to naturally more do it in front of the adults I interact with every day. And it really does work. Um, So I think mirroring what people say back to them. So you can sort of, the people are like feel listened to and heard. um, That's one of the best skills I feel like I walked away with after that class um, and taking it. It was just seeing it live and seeing it actually change your interactions with people as a manager. Um, That was, it's, it's, insane how well it works so. that's
0: awesome i will that's I'll awesome drop the, <laughs> i will drop the link i will drop the link to that in the in the yeah. notes for this episode too yeah. so you can check it out yeah. if you're and i actually listening. highly
1: recommend the audiobook wow you, you could buy the hardcover too or the hard copy as well but the audiobook is great because you have the inflection in his voice and so yeah. much of it is tonality his like the late night FM DJ voice or whatever he says he uses. Um, it, it's really great. Uh it's it's a it's a really great tool like in managing anybody. Yeah. So
0: Ooh, that's good. Mirroring. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. And actually yes. it's funny you said audiobook. I think it's fair that if you listen to podcasts, you probably are hip to the game of audiobooks. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a stretch.
1: Little did I know Audible, would, <laughs> Audible actually charges you every month. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like sitting around with a group of friends today and I was like, Yeah, I get free, two free Audible books every month with my free Amazon Prime. And they're like, You get Audible for free with Amazon Prime? I'm like, Yeah, I do. And then I went and looked at my credit card and I was like, Oh, yes, I know I don't. <laughs> I've been nope, paying for this. Definitely been paying time. for
0: that. Absolutely. <laughs> I am a two book a month guy and I end up, I read a bunch, like a a book a week is my average and I'm just a ton, but I also listen to them, right? (laughs) Well, I listen to them on two or three times speed, by the way, there's a life hack for you. If you want to listen, get through books faster, most when they teach you how to do the, the, the speaking or when you read a book for Mm -hmm. an audio book, you have to enunciate clearly and speak a little slower. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I go to the South, and then the people in the South, <laughs> I'm going to try to do a drawl and they talk this fast versus you can just talk at a regular speed like this. And this, you'll totally understand me speaking it this way too. Yeah. That's the difference between the original and the two times speed. So don't be scared of two times speed. You can I've do it. I tried
1: it. I can't keep up with it. I can't. <laughs> I need like a one and a half.
0: <laughs> right. One and a half. Start there. You'll get used to it. I slowly crept up to three times like, speed. Wait, what did and I say? love that now. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Let's see. So one of the things I wanted to share for frontline supervisors and middle managers, there's a couple of things, but uh, we talked about prom- like promoting partnering or being supportive of partnering or your people. If they've mm-hmm. got a deal coming in, you certainly mm-hmm. want them to be comfortable saying, Hey, go talk to my yes. manager who can help me get this deal done because I'm not here. And by doing that, not only do you help the employee in that moment, but the impression that the employee gets is also that you support them not being there on their, time off Mm -hmm. and supporting people's time off is such a valuable thing in today's day and age of like people can work anywhere and the all the Mm -hmm. things you've heard about people switching jobs and stuff Mm -hmm. having a manager who if you're on vacation and you you come back and you find out that they they did that for you while you were gone is such a wonderful thing to have that kind of support from your manager Mm -hmm. so definitely promote the partnering among the staff or supporting the staff. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of goes Mm -hmm. without saying sometimes, but I wanted to Mm -hmm. say it because it's the reason I wanted to bring it up is not just because it's what you should do, but because the way it feels on the back end is very supported and people will stick around for that, which I think is Mm -hmm. really
1: helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Yeah. And, and one of the other ones that I just, I'm on a roll here and I was just thinking about, you know, when it comes to prospecting now for teaching your teams, you, You can't just keep calling and saying, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Are you Mm -mm. ready yet? Mm -hmm. Because those calls, you're allowed basically one of those. And then after that, why are you calling me again? So Mm -hmm. having something of value to offer them Mm -hmm. when you call. So as a manager, certainly from the, for the employee's perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, call, have a reason besides I want your money. I want your money. Like offer them something. What's in it for them, right? It's the wisdom. What's in it for me. So that's a thing, but also, Remembering that as a manager now, if you find... An anecdote or a story, or here's a, a some kind of latest news thing on this particular item, or there there is something yes. of relevance that you can help provide your team that would be mm-hmm. a reason to follow up. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody has there's a sale coming up, so that's an yeah. obvious one where there's going to be a discount. But besides that, like for a realtors, it might be, yeah. hey, there was actually an offer that fell through on this one, and I heard that this little anecdote, they might do it for this amount of money, or some kind of story or something that's relevant to the person mm. so that you're offering them some value or some tip, some yeah. something interest rates just went right. down by 0.25% or some yeah. reason to call them for them, not for you. That's a huge thing on your prospecting. Yeah. So help help yeah. employees with that.
1: Absolutely. I I think what that's a, yet again another big difference between being at a boutique versus a large um like run of the mill, you're a number brand is that yeah. you know all real estate is local and happens you know, in your area. I mean, you even know this living in Pentagon City, Crystal City, um, that like it's different, you know, a mile away over up here at my house where I'm in Boston. you know? And so, you know, it's so hyper-local to the market. And so when our um, brokerage got together and like our leadership got together every week, talked about strategies and ways in which we could help support you know, our agents, we always talked about, okay, what is the best way? What are the easiest things that we can get these realtors in the most specific way, you know, that we can add value to them, which then they could be at brunch on Saturday or Sunday and and roll it into a conversation, you know, with, with their clients and offer value to them. So right. you know, sort of, that's the biggest difference between being somewhere, you know, like here is that I'm empowered with information. I'm not taking the time to do those stats, to crunch those numbers, to know that I get an email every Monday that tells me that there are two and a half offers on every listing in the DMV. And half of those um, contracts that were ratified had home inspections. That doesn't in the past week. That isn't stuff that I spent my time doing. It's the numbers that my company has crunched. And they send those to me, which then I can talk, I've, I've literally brought it up in conversations this week, brought it up now again, seven. Um, and so it allows me to then talk, um, you know, and and to, to offer them something about and to help guide them in their decision-making on when their house should go on the market. You know, we're speeding up a listing now because he heard that he's like, okay, we need to get rolling. We need to get this place on the market. You know, so if you no. can offer something of value that then trickles down through then, then helping the client, um, you know, it, I mean, they have my loyalty, you know, until forever because it's let yeah. me have easier conversations out there in the field.
0: So for sure. Offering yeah. that value. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. a good one, yeah, I don't know if you saw... I, I don't know. if. Yet again, we were joking. Like, do my emails go to Brian's priority box or do they go into the... I'll look at that later. But if you haven't looked at it yet this week, the email that I sent out last week is about, um, you know, I'm a realtor. I come across contractors. I come across home organizers. I come across people, painters, like people all the time that people need to use, right? And yeah. so what I did is I offered up, um, uh, you know, who, who do you have, who do you need? What do you, what project at home is overwhelming you? Right? Like, let me make right. it easy for you to make a simple phone call. You don't have to go on Google and find somebody you can trust. I have the Rolodex of, of people that you call and trust. So making life easier for your clients when you are in commission-based sales is just, if you get that key and you can turn it in that lock, like, and pe- you'll have people's loyalty, you know, for life. Cause I think Keeping people coming back is one of those things. Your Brian. Ryan, who's the best furniture salesman. I love my couch. Thanks for coming over and watching the Super Bowl, but you should go go to him when you want one. You know, like sure. Think about the long game, not just the
0: absolutely. So. Ah, yep. I dig that a lot. And you know, one of the other ones that I thought as a supervisor, the other thing you could do for, uh, for your people might be looking for ways to engage with potential clients. And I know Mm -hmm. sometimes this is hard, but as a manager, it's like if, for example, Cold calling someone is, is painful and it's not a high likelihood of success. Right. So for my example here is like, you could just call somebody out of the blue or message like on LinkedIn all the time. Mm -hmm. I get people who just email constantly and their email is their message is a straight up ask of, Hey, I have this thing to offer you. And I really just want to like, I delete those (laughs) immediately. Those are ridiculous. However, (laughs) In, in the, in the world of furniture, there are Facebook groups of people that are trying to sell furniture. So that's a place where the leads are warm, not cold. So if instead mm-hmm. of cold emailing or cold calling or trying to work it that way, if you could join a Facebook group of people mm-hmm. that are selling couches and then mm. you can go on and you have a couch that's just like the one for sale. And they're saying, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to sell or, Hey, I'm Brian. I actually have this one right here. Here's the link to the website where this thing is listed. Also happy to share that one too. Or somebody says they're looking for something, you know, that being available, looking for those opportunities for create, leads Yeah, creating that are,
1: a space for that.
0: Right. That's exactly. Facebook and,
1: group
0: did, right. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. create not, and, You could create that group yourself, but at the same time, you know, being a part of those groups, joining Mm -hmm. those groups and engaging with those Mm -hmm. groups, you, even if they don't come to you the first time or the second time, Mm -hmm. if you're a realtor or you're selling something, that's, it's finding the places where your potential clients hang out and then don't show up and be weird. Show (laughs) up and be helpful, right? Don't show up and be like,
1: don't hey, go walking to, yeah. <laughs> walking out of there being like, I'm going to, I'm going to get somebody. No, that's not going to work. Like you, people will see through that, like the clearest diamond they've ever seen, you know, like, right. it's just like, yeah, people can sense it when you need something. You come across yeah. as like, you want to help and in a genuine manner yet again, yeah. as yeah. a brokerage employee, helping other employees or even as an independent contractor helping those around you, you have to come at it with a purpose. Um, And that purpose cannot be self serving It has to be um, for the greater good.
0: And, you know, I'm in sharing this tip too. I'm not sharing this because I'm sharing this from the lens that I want, like find those communities, find those groups. And I share that Mm -hmm. because I, I really wish no one ever had to get the, 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 I was put on the spot. That story I told you where my first month, Oh, you're not going to hit your goal. Are you going to come in on your days off? Like, well, actually I don't want to come in on my day off, but if I can jump on Facebook and find some leads and do some Mm -hmm. work or work, find a way to do the work that doesn't involve me Mm -hmm. giving up my life to do it and Mm -hmm. helping me find opportunities like that Mm -hmm. or you know, practicing or evolving or that kind of thing that mm-hmm. is really helpful for the, mm-hmm. for the
1: people that you're working with. So you just also never know where that will lead. You just don't, yeah. uh, one of the things in another book that I love, uh, start with no, which is where Chris Voss got a lot of the basis for, um, never split the difference. He talks about clean slating, everything clean slate. No, even if yesterday, nobody came into the furniture store tomorrow, today is a new day. I assume nothing. I don't assume anybody's going to want to walk in here and buy a $5,000 couch. I don't assume they're going to want to buy a $300 end table. Like you you literally, it is a new day. It is a clean slate. Like I love the clean slating. Um, yeah. Just attitude. You got to have it because you just never know where things will lead. So true yeah love that and and so.
0: sometimes and you know it's funny we're saying this and then i know that that also on the flip side can be absolutely exhausting because you hustle and you hustle and you hustle and okay. nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens and then i can't afford to pay this you know yeah. bill we're going to be a little short mm-hmm. this month like that all of that is very mm-hmm. real so the ebb and flow mm-hmm. of it is very real mm-hmm. so support you know finding ways to support mm-hmm. your team with the ups and downs yeah
1: is think, important, yeah, sharing because sharing like you just saying yeah. that to me. I didn't even know there were Facebook groups for furniture sales, although you know, um, like I'm not in that arena, but yeah. like now I know, and so like I think that that is such a good being open to sharing with others and not gatekeeping. Yeah. Um, when you have like this ap- uh, attitude of more like abundance and being like, oh, well, hey, I went into that. And this helped me because of that. Like so sharing those anecdotal one hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. You gotta, do it. You gotta grow yeah. and share and don't be scared that anybody's gonna take anything because
0: you know. I mean, and it and it might happen, but the number it's gonna pay dividends so much more mm-hmm. than it will the short term hurt mm-hmm. be worth the long term gain in in mm-hmm. my opinion. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's a good one. Well, those are the things that I had. April, did you have anything mm-hmm. else as far as for managers or supervisors on mistakes or best practices, hacks, uh, tips, stuff like that? I
1: think yet again, just being open to sharing and realizing that other people might be able to do something just as well or better than you. Um, you know, there were definitely some times in my career as as a manager where um, you know I would want like a fellow employee, like I'd want them to take on a project, so I would sort of. Be like, okay, well, here, this is my idea for that. And like in hoping they would take it, you know, and run with it because I know that I am not the best person or I don't have the background to stand how it would all happen, you know, and, but then yeah. trusting that person that if they don't take that idea and run with it, there could be a reason, you know, why. So, um, yet again, checking the ego, I think it, that's where a lot of this boils down to. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And you dropped a lot during this episode. You've said a lot of great books and stuff. And so I'm going to make yeah. sure that I share those links sure. in the episode notes here. I did have one book that's, I mean, I, when I started, Zig Ziglar was the was the big oh. name in sales. And so Secrets of Closing the Sale by Zig Ziglar was the first book that sort of changed my life on the sales mm-hmm. front. And I'll share the link to that one too. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's a the just, there's all kinds of great resources. We talked about, you know, LeBron James didn't do it, didn't become what he is today by just by playing basketball mm-hmm. games all the time, mm-hmm. and so that making sure mm-hmm. you're learning and educating yourself in this would be mm-hmm. a good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any yes. books actually off the top of your head? Do you have any books for managers of salespeople that, that come mm-hmm. to mind? If you don't, I'm I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but
1: yeah, the management I'm to think. part. Um, yes, actually, I do. Um, uh, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team is a really great book, um, for managers, any sort of sales company. Um, or sales roles. Um, it's called the Five Dysfunctions of a Team. The other one is they both start with five is the Five Voices. Um, have you five heard of that fun-
0: book? Five Functions of a Team and Five, five Voices. Now I'm going to check these yep. Five then, Dysfunctions um, of a Team. Yep. And then Five, then voices. five okay. voices.
1: Those are two great books nice. for managers. So like as I was putting myself in my leadership role, i really, and they were very you know helpful. Um, nice. For me. So yeah. cool. Uh, and then if you want me to get into like you know commission-based sales, what I think is a good book. Yeah. If you
0: got any other ones, uh, we're on a roll with more. the books. Bring I it on, girl. More. Let's do it. Yeah. I have
1: one more <laughs> because I am obsessed with it right now. It's called Ninja Selling. Um,
0: Ninja Selling. Yes, okay. It's
1: so good. It's my favorite book. I'm living, breathing it. It gives you know, The structure to your day, de- like everything to a T. Um, oh, nice. So that's a
0: really good okay. One. And
1: then um, there's a really great podcast that I had written down, about Setting Boundaries, um, okay. which I think kind of rolls life balance. Theme, that's exactly right? what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. And um, it's with Nedra Tawa, and um, it's on the Pretty Smart podcast, Setting Boundaries with Nedra Tawa. So, Got I think it. getting into some episodes better sometimes than just saying what podcast. Um,
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes there's 700 episodes. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'll subscribe to this. So it's, yeah. if that's a specific episode, I mean, that's cool. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'll get, I'll get the link to that specific episode. I like that. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Well, April, we're kind of, uh, let's bring it to a close here. And okay. so what I want to do is first, I want to say, here's what I love. I love the fact that I, I appreciate and love that you have this perspective from both as a supervisor and a manager and also as, a straight up realtor that works on commission and that same thing. And so I really appreciate that you have the, the perspectives and stuff you offered today are also, I can see them applying both to the employee and the manager and supervisor. And this Mm -hmm. is kind of really helpful across the board and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that you are, well, thank you for sharing your, I mean, I talked to, I did a talk on time. So thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing your time with me and with Mm us, with us today to, to, with with these things. And for those folks who don't want to keep in touch with you or reach out to you because they have questions about yeah. realtors, the stuff we got today, what's the best way sure. for them to uh, keep in touch?
1: Yeah, so uh I know we kind of touched a little bit on social media. Um I am on LinkedIn. Um I am also in April Myers. Um I'm also on Instagram, April Myers DMV. You uh, can get everything there like personal professional. Um, It all kind of rolls into one when you're in this. So um, uh, those two places are the best way to find me. You can also drop me an email. I love a good cold email. April at R-L-A-H-R-E.
0: Got it. And I will drop those links in the episodes, episode notes too. So thanks, April. And for, and for you tuning in one specific request, which is, do you have a friend or colleague who works on commission? And if so, would you, April just made a good point, which is it's not just sharing the podcast, but the actual episode. If you want to share that episode with them, I April and I really just were, our goal with this was to share some perspective and possibly help folks in that department with life balance and commissions. So I would love that if you would share that. So... Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And if you're more of a reader, you like the short summary of things, you can subscribe to my email list. I'll send you my three favorite life hacks uh, for time hacks right off the bat. And you also get even more content. It's not just the podcast. I'm doing webinars and other things consistently. And so you'll get all of that too. So if you want a little more in life balance and practical productivity, I I would love for you to join the email list. I love sharing this productivity gladiator thing with you. So thanks for checking us out. And that's a wrap.